0: Grace and peace in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And welcome to worship with Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Whether you are a longtime member or a first time visitor, it is a joy to be able to worship with all of you this day. If you are here in the sanctuary with us this morning, you will find a red friendship folder in your pew. We invite you to fill this out with the information that is listed below so that way if there's any need for us to contact you in the future, we would be able to do so. We are glad that you are here worshiping with us this morning. There are a couple of changes to the bulletin this morning that I would like to bring to your attention. We give thanks for the gifts of Catherine Thomas, who will be singing the final hymn this morning in the place of her son, James Moyer, who isn't able to be here with migraines. Also, you will notice in your bulletin that Pastor Rachel intended to be here with us this morning. Uh, Rachel and her family are safely back from vacation, but unfortunately, they are not feeling well and are awaiting test results. To ensure the safety and well-being of the entire church family, Rachel will not be leading worship until she has been given the all-clear to do so. We will keep Rachel, Matt, and their kids in our prayers in the coming week. And so we give thanks that Elizabeth Lester Abdallah has answered the last-minute call to be liturgist with us this morning. (laughs) I would like to draw your attention to one final announcement. We have begun our back to school backpack drive this month and we'll be collecting school supplies and backpacks until August 29th. This is an effort to help Ivan's Outreach Center distribute much needed school supplies throughout Lower Bucks County. If you have any questions, please contact Petty Sheffer, and we are uh, very grateful of your generosity. Beloved Church, our God is wonderful. Our God is full of compassion and mercy. Our God is full of wisdom. So let us turn ourselves towards our awesome God in word and deed. Let us worship God together. Please stand and join me in our responsive call to worship found in your bulletin. God is the source of wisdom the fount of life eternal. Let us listen for the wisdom of God and worship the one whose words shape the world with heart and mind, with word and deed. Let us worship God together. As you were able, please remain standing and join together in singing hymn number 30, O God in a Mysterious Way.
1: We look to many places for the wonder of our God. So let us take time now to look into our hearts, prepare ourselves to turn towards our merciful God and confess our sins using the prayer of confession as it is printed in your bulletin followed by a time for silent confession. O Lord, the voice of your wisdom rings out in the world, guiding us to place our trust in you. The voice of your wisdom rings out into the world, challenging us to seek the things that matter. Too often, O Lord, we refuse to listen. We place our trust in things that are fleeting. We seek things that make us comfortable, rather than seeking the way of your peace. Forgive us, God of grace, and teach us to walk in the path lined by your wisdom. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. I declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. Please stand and join together in singing the glory of Pottery.
0: the peace of Christ with one another that we have been doing for some weeks now. The peace of Christ be with you and also with you. Let us share one another the peace of Christ. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. It's okay. It's okay. I would now like to draw all young friends and young-at-heart friends' attention. And if there are any young disciples with us this morning, you can come on down. It is great to have young disciples in our midst and young-at-heart disciples in our midst. Well, hello there.
2: Hi. Hi. Hi.
0: It is great to have you here this morning. I don't know if we've met not over a screen. I'm Pastor Alex. It's great to have you. And so one of the things I wanted to talk about today is our Bible story. The main character in our Bible story loves questions. I know. I know. And I love questions. I love asking questions like, what is your name? Or what is your mom's name? Or what is your favorite color? What is your favorite stuffy? And we ask these questions so that way we can learn more about one another, the way we can learn more about our community, we can learn about God. God loves asking questions too. Yeah. God loves us to to discover and learn together, okay? And so what we're going to do this week is we're going to try to be curious and ask questions, all right? Do you think we can do that? (laughs) I think we can. I think we can. All right, let us pray. Repeat after me. God, God, we thank you for questions and learning And we pray that you help us find answers that lead us closer to you. Amen. Well, it was great having you. You can head back with your mom.
1: As we approach a time now for the hearing of Scripture, Let us prepare our hearts and minds in prayer. Let us pray. Guide us, O God, by your word and spirit, that in your light we may see light, in your truth find freedom, and in your will discover your peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Job, chapter 28, verses 12 through 28. Listen for the word of the Lord. But where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Mortals do not know the way to it, and it is not found in the land of the living. The deep says, It is not in me, and the sea says, It is not with me. It cannot be gotten for gold, and silver cannot be weighed out as its price. It cannot be valued in the gold of Ophir, in precious onks or sapphire. Gold and glass cannot equal it, nor can it be exchanged for jewels of fine gold. No mention shall be made of coral or of crystal. The price of wisdom is above pearls. The chrysolite of Ethiopia cannot compare with it nor can it be valued in pure gold. Where, then, does wisdom come from? And where is the place of understanding? It is hidden from the eyes of all living and concealed from the birds of the air. Abaddon and death say, we have heard a rumor of it with our ears. God understands the way to it, and God knows its place. For God looks to the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. When God gave to the wind its weight and apportioned out the waters by measure, when God made a decree for the rain and a way for the thunderbolt, then God saw it and declared it. God established it and searched it out. And God said to humankind, Truly, the fear of the Lord That is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: We are all digging for something. That is the story Seamus Haney tells us in his poem, Digging. Like all good poets, Haney is masterful at setting a scene, introducing characters, and fulfilling a plot while only needing a couple dozen of words. In his poem, Digging, this Nobel laureate for literature takes us down a trip through memory lane. It is as if he invites us into his home to see the dusty family pictures on the walls. With only a couple of words, he ushers us in his backyard where we see the plots of potato fields his family dug for centuries. Through this poem, we can picture him going to the shed bringing out a couple of spades and gloves, pointing down and asking us to dig with him as he is looking for a place to fit in his family lineage. The poem reads, Between my finger and my thumb, the squat pen rests snug as a gun. Under my window, a clean rasping sound, When the spade sinks into gravelly ground. My father, digging, I look down. Till his straining rump among the flower beds bends low, Comes up twenty years away, Stooping in rhythm through potato drills, Where he was digging. By God, the old man could handle a spade, just like his old man. My grandfather cut more turf in a day than any other man on Toner's bog. Once I carried him milk in a bottle, corked sloppily with paper. He straightened up to drink it, then fell to right away, nicking and slicing, heaving sods over his shoulder. Going down, and down, and down For the good turf, digging. The cold smell of potato mold, The squelch and slap of soggy peat. The curt cuts of an edge Through living roots awaken my head, But I have no spade To follow men like them. Between my finger and my thumb The squat pen rests. I'll dig with it." We are all digging for something. Seamus Haney tells us in this poem that Haney's father and grandfather and generations before them were digging for potatoes, a seemingly menial task that brings forth food, income, and a way of living. And Haney was digging for a place to fit in this family lineage, a poet amongst farmers who digs for his own income and way of living using the tools of paper, pen, and words, toiling in the grounds of literature, philosophy, and the greater meaning of life. Through a couple dozens of words, Seamus Haney shows us what his family and he are digging for. And he invites us all to wonder, what are we digging for? If we are all digging for something, then Job is digging for wisdom. The book of Job is a story referenced often throughout the world, even though we do not talk about it much on Sunday mornings. You'd be hard-pressed to find a prayer in the Book of Worship from Job, or a spot in the Revised Common Lectionary with a passage from its script. That probably has to do a lot with the fact that Job is a story with more questions than answers. The story begins with a man who has much and loses it all. For no very good reason, Job loses his house, his possessions, his family, and his friends. The rest of the book's 42 chapters consists of the character's search for why this has happened to him. It is a story of faith willing to ask difficult questions, and the courage to find answers in the depth of human existence. There is loss and grief, as well as peace and regeneration. But we meet Job in our text for this morning while he is stuck in the middle of his conflict. He is still digging for answers. Where we meet Job this morning is really all by himself. He has just had a series of back and forth with his previous friends who believe Job is at fault for his own misfortunes. Soon, Job will be summoned by God to a face-to-face meeting to hash out Job's major's concerns. But today, we witness a man alone with his thoughts. He is solo on stage, letting the audience into his frame of mind. Where shall wisdom be found? Job asks aloud. And with that question, he starts to dig into the recesses of his mind, like a miner looking for gold. With his pickaxe, Job recognizes the shimmer of gold and silver in the dark. But alas, the greater light of truth is still beyond his reach. With his sifter, Job picks out a piece of onyx and sapphire. But again, the dirt does not hold the answers to life's greatest questions. With a snorkel, Job plummets into the deep pools underneath the surface to find pearls, corals, and crystals. But he still cannot find that majestic place where peace surpasses all understanding. Frustrated and tired, Job comes up for air and begins to think in a different way. He stops looking for answers in places where humans define value by monetary gain or social worth. Instead, Job starts to focus his thoughts on God and on the things that God values. Job recalls the image of creation where God brought forth light out of pure desire for something more. Job recalls God discerning the importance of diversity among living things, the images of animals and plants popping up in abundance, living things flying in the sky and swimming in the sea, humanity realizing its need for companionship. Job recalls God walking amongst the earth, and with each step, learning and growing and seeing and believing begin to blossom out of creation itself. In our text for today, Job stops looking for answers in human-defined worth. And instead, Job looks towards life. He starts to see that God placed wisdom in the realm Of living. We learn from the book of Job and life itself that wisdom is not something we can find in a secret place, or it's not something that can be acquired by wealth or possessions. Wisdom is not something we can set our minds to or have a ten-step plan to achieve. Instead, wisdom is received through living life. It is a side effect of this great mystery God created in the beginning, whose story is still ongoing. Wisdom is in the knowledge that something greater than ourselves is going on, and that we have an opportunity to grab hold of it and milk it for all it's worth. Wisdom is in the peace we find when we remember all God wants to do is love us, And share that love with the world. Wisdom is what we receive when we live. It is why we keep digging. So if we are all digging for something, how might we go about doing that? How do we follow Job in this journey for greater wisdom and understanding? Be curious. Not judgmental. This is a quote often attributed to Walt Whitman and is said by Ted Lasso in the television show that shares his name. Ted Lasso is a delightful story about a college football coach who decides to take a job managing an English professional soccer team. As someone who has no idea about anything related to soccer, Ted is not an ideal candidate for the team's success on the field. However, over the course of the show, Ted breathes new life into this community through empowerment and transformation, one relationship at a time. Which brings us to our scene this morning, where Ted has found himself in a high-stakes darts match with Rupert, who is the closest thing this show has to a villain. Ted has just stepped in to defend his boss, who Rupert has been bullying relentlessly. Ted walks over to Rupert and challenges him to a game of darts with a healthy wager related to the team. Rupert, a well-known darts thrower himself, takes the challenge gladly and is feeling smug until Ted picks up a dart and throws it straight into the bullseye. We have a game on our hands. Our scene cuts to the end of the game with Ted only having three throws left, and needing to hit two perfect shots, followed by a bullseye. The crowd is hushed. The feeling is tense. But Ted takes the opportunity to teach a lesson. You know, Rupert, Ted says, people have underestimated me my entire life. And for years, I never understood why. It really bothered me. And then one day I was driving my little boy to school and I saw this quote written on the wall. It said, be curious, not judgmental. And I liked that. Wham! Ted hits his first perfect shot onto the board. But Ted continues his story. So I get back in my car and I'm driving to work and all of a sudden it hits me. All those people that used to belittle me not a single one of them were curious. You know, they thought they had everything all figured out. So they judged everything. And they judged everyone. And I realized that they're underestimating me. Who I was had nothing to do with it. Because if they were curious, they would have asked questions like Have you played a lot of darts, Ted? Wham! Another perfect shot, exactly what Ted needs before he needs to get a bullseye to win the game, and the crowd is going wild. And Ted continues, which I would have answered, Yes, sir. I play darts a lot. Every Sunday afternoon at a sports bar with my father, from age 10 till I was 16, until he passed away. Barbecue sauce. The final throw. Ted hits the bullseye. The bully is defeated, and a victory for curiosity was written in the books. If the book of Job had a slogan, I would imagine it might be be curious, not judgmental. Job was surrounded by people who claimed to be his friends, but judged him for his mistreatment. Job did not listen to these narrow-minded judgments, but instead he approached the world with curiosity. He was not afraid to ask questions. He kept digging for answers. And what Job found through his digging is that God did not create a bunch of problems to be solved, or goals to be accomplished, or possessions to be acquired. Instead, God created life to be lived. So be curious, keep digging, and I'd love to hear what wisdom you find in your journey. Let it be so. Amen.
1: Having heard the word read and proclaimed this day, please stand and join together in stating what we believe using the words from a brief statement of faith. We trust in God, the Holy Spirit, everywhere the giver and renewer of life. The Spirit justifies us by grace through faith, sets us free to accept ourselves and to love God and neighbor, and binds us together with all believers in the one body of Christ, the Church. The same Spirit who inspired the prophets and apostles rules our faith and life in Christ through Scripture, engages us through the word proclaimed, claims us in the waters of baptism, feeds us with the bread of life and the cup of salvation, and calls women and men to all ministries of the Church. In a broken and fearful world, the Spirit gives us courage to pray without ceasing, to witness among all peoples to Christ as Lord and Savior, to unmask idolatries in church and culture, to hear the voices of peoples long silenced, and to work with others for justice, freedom, and peace. In gratitude to God, empowered by the Spirit, we strive to serve Christ in our daily tasks, and to live holy and joyful lives, even as we watch for God's new heaven and new earth, praying, Come, Lord Jesus. Please remain standing and join together in singing hymn number 450, Be Thou My Vision.
0: Beloved church, we turn now to a time of prayer. So let us pray. We praise you, God our creator, for your handiwork in shaping and sustaining your wondrous creation. From the outer reaches of the galaxies to the depths of earth itself, You form majestic entities that allow us to marvel at your handiwork. For the miracle of life and the wonder of living, we give you praise. For the blessings of community, family, and friends, we give you praise. For the gifts of creative vision and imagination, we give you praise. God, who is everywhere near and far, hear your name glorified this day for the gratitude of wisdom that you would bestow upon us with your grace. God, our Savior, we pray for the world and its inhabitants. We commit ourselves to care and concern and action for those who need your love and peace. We pray for people stuck in the throes of war, especially in Afghanistan. That by a miracle, guns may be put down and innocent lives will no longer be lost or abused. We pray for teachers and students preparing for a new year and for nurses and doctors keeping us safe with another rise of COVID cases. We pray for those who are lost, judged, abandoned, or grieving. That your presence may be fully known to them. That your affirmation of their divine image may be felt in their soul. God, whose spirit surrounds us each day, yours is the morning and yours is the evening. Let your light and righteousness and wisdom shine forever in our hearts. Draw us near to you and let us bask in your radiant glory. We pray all these things in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who taught us how to pray, saying, beloved church to live the fullness of life so let us be like job let us be curious let us keep digging and see what gifts of wisdom we receive and as you go may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you be with those you love be with those you are called to love, this day and forevermore. And all God's people say, Amen.
2: Thank you.